Hello, before we get started with this episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard, I just want to let you know that I am also a part of another podcast called Out the Airlock, where we also discuss science fiction films and decide if they should be thrown out the airlock or rushed to the med bay. If you like Sci-Fi Graveyard, please give that a listen. It is Out the Airlock, and it is also on Anchor, Spotify, and Amazon. And now to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Today, we're talking about the third film in the Resident Evil film franchise, Resident Evil Extinction. Resident Evil Extinction was released on September 21st, 2007 in the United States. The movie, and I'm gonna, I listed a good chunk of the actors in this because I wanted them all to get recognized. Um, this movie stars Millie Jovovich, Ali Larder, Oded Fair, Mike Epps, Ashanti, Spencer Locke, and Lyndon Ashby, and also Ian Glitt. Ian Glenn, I think it's pronounced Ian, as Dr. Isaacs. The movie was written by Paul W.S. Anderson, but was directed by Russell Mulcahy. Uh, this movie, again, like I said, is the third in the franchise, according to the IB, IMDb. The synopsis is survivors of the Raccoon City catastrophe travel across the Nevada desert, hoping to make it to Alaska. Alice joins the caravan and their fight against the evil Umbrella Corporation. So let's get to some trivia. This movie was not screened for critics, <laughs> most likely due to the overwhelming negative reviews from critics for the first two films. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson wrote the script, but he didn't direct it as he was working on the movie Death Race at the time. Uh, this also is the introduction to Claire Redfield into the film franchise played by Ali Larder. So I was excited because I back in the day loved me some Ali Larder and uh, Claire Redfield is my favorite character from the Resident Evil series. And I don't know if you had this down in your uh, trivia notes, but did you know that the reason why they added Claire Redfield was because uh, the person that played Jill in the second movie couldn't do this one? Because I guess because of other movies or that they just didn't decide to do it or what? It was it was because they she she wanted to do it. Uh, Sienna Gilroy. I'm sure I'm pronouncing her name wrong because I suck at pronouncing things. Uh, but she was filming Aragorn, and so she had to be taken out. Oh, okay. Which one is Aragorn? The uh, dragon movie oh, with okay. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never watched the movie. I think that's why. He's holding on from uh, that that movie. <laughs> uh, um, the the original subplot was all going to be about Claire making her way to Alaska to reunite with Chris, 
But Chris doesn't show up until Resident Evil 4, which is Afterlife, which was actually the working title for this movie, but they saved it for the next one. Uh, at one point... Sorry, my brain just took a break because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, the opening scene of the clone Alice in the simulated mansion was going to be longer and recreate and had recreations of more moments from the original film. This was to try and confuse audiences and possibly make them believe that somehow they were seeing the wrong film and create a sense of unease. However, it was deemed far too long. It was trimmed down. Uh, let's see. There was a whole subplot that was removed because I guess because Jill wasn't in the movie. Um, it was going to be where Jill would be hostile towards Alice due to Alice killing Angie from the second movie while she was under the control of Umbrella. Uh, Jill would have ended up getting infected by a zombified Carlos and sacrificing herself in the tanker. Spoiler alert, the way Carlos does in the final product. Well, at least that didn't happen. (laughs) Like, to a degree, I mean, like with Jill. Because I think that would have probably pissed people off. I think it would have too. Like, get, like, because Jill shows back up in the fifth movie as as being possessed by Umbrella. I don't th- think she's in the. I think Claire oh, shows back up the, in the where they have the jewels on their chest. That one, yeah, yeah, or whatever the hell that was on their chest. I don't even know what the stuff was. <laughs> yeah, and then. Well, all I know is that while you're looking that up, all I know is that with this movie, it was like the slow descent, or well, not even slow descent. Because, I mean, these are like popcorn movies anyway, but like this was like when it started to go downhill for me (laughs) as a whole. I had, this movie. I had a hard time watching it. So if you guys remember that I told you I had never seen any of these. So the yeah, second movie is... was really close to how I would have envisioned a Resident Evil uh, movie being done. Yep. This movie, I had a hard time like just watching it. I mean, it, I, I sat there and I watched. I had to watch it twice just to make sure that I was... Cause I, I really kind of almost wasn't paying attention the first time. Yeah. Well, like I watched something just this morning when I was like uh, curious about like trivia and stuff. And like one of the things that they were talking about was how WS had uh, the writer or whatever. He was like, oh, you know, that they always do these at night, maybe change it up and try to make it more tense during the daytime. I'm like, yeah, that okay, was to... that's kind of fine doing that, but also at the same time, you gotta like be better than what this movie is. <laughs> well, if you know, that's the thing, these video game adaptations, and I know we're probably getting ahead of what you want to, Joe, but the uh, you know, video game adaptations to me are the best when they're like or how you would envision the video game, like. The latest we talked about, I don't know if we talked about it on this one, but Mortal Kombat, the latest Mortal Kombat movie, was how I would envision a Mortal Kombat movie being. 
Like, it would be rated R. You'd be chopping people in half. You'd be ripping arms off, shit like that. Yeah. This and one, it's one thing for you to introduce... Oh, oh, sorry. Well, sorry. No, I was getting to the point was that Resident Evil, This was the, that was the first thing I noticed with this one, was the daytime part. Resident Evil, I don't know if there's a game that I've seen where you're around in the daytime. Uh, I think Resident Evil... Uh, I think Resident Evil Four started off in the daytime, right? Or like yeah, Resident Evil Four does because you're you're in a European city. Well, the the Resident Evil Four doesn't really deal with zombies from the T virus. It deals with something completely different yeah, because I, they're but I, they're still kind of mindless. I, uh, it's I, like I, the town yeah, and guess, it's uh, Leon's in it. Yeah, I guess that's what I was referring to. Was more like the what I would deem the original type of resident evil because like the latest ones or the later ones like biohazard it's more fucking freaky people versus like zombies like the later oh like resident evil 7 you talking about yeah biohazard is yeah resident evil 7 but uh resident evil 8 takes place in the daytime too yeah but 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 as far as like the first couple games i think they all take place at night like Especially Resident Evils one, two, and three. Yeah, uh, so, they all take place in the evening. So this early, I would have continued the night trend. That was just me. I mean, I, so that's... well, I could see why that they decided to try to change it to see if you could make it scary during the daytime because it's like something different, right? Like the and like all the movies at the time were like Underworld. This. Fuck? Then there was uh, Silent Hill, I think, was around this time. Like a bunch of them where they were all at nighttime. So it kind of makes sense why they would try to do it during the daytime, but but, it just didn't work for me. But the funny thing is, honestly, with this one, I can see why they wanted to name this one Apocalypse, though. Oh, I thought he was saying Afterlife for this one. Yeah, this one was supposed to be Afterlife because it takes place like... uh, it's supposed to be set five years after the Raccoon City incident. Okay, so maybe I'm maybe I'm confusing. Maybe it was the last one because the, the last one was Apocalypse, but the last one was supposed to be called Nemesis, right? Because yeah. the Nemesis is in it. But since Star Trek uh, Nemesis failed at the box office, they're like, mm, yeah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, so that's why watching this one though, I would have seen this one being better called Apocalypse than the last one. But I was guessing because the the they were out in the desert for a lot of it. Yeah, and and then Vegas was all torn to shreds and all that. I didn't well, be able to add Max without the fucking Borderlands. He kind of uh, that's where they were saying that he got the inspiration from was Mad Max Two, I think it was was where he was watching that movie and it's like, ooh, maybe we should try that. Well, that's... Yeah, that's... I can't remember. I don't, I don't think I saw that in my trivia, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. I actually don't mind it being set to the daytime. That's not my major problem with this. Well, the movie... Uh, started, it was kind of, like I said, it was really hard to... It kind of jumped all over the place. Okay, for me, let me just say, okay, I didn't even know that the Mary, Mary Sue thing was even a thing, like how it's like an overpowered female or whatever, like until we started talking about it when we were covering the Star Wars movies, but 
I didn't realize that that was a thing in these movies until after, especially this one, is because it it did this throughout the whole entire series where it was like she gets super strong, but then they take it away from her. Like get super strong, that figure out a reason to do it, and this is like the main one that first started doing it too. Like the first one was like setting it up like an actual like horror movie. Second one was kind of show uh, showing that she was going to be the main character out of the whole franchise, pretty much. Well, and, and then this one was like she had telekinetic powers or something where she like blocks the fire from hitting them or the crows from hitting them. And yeah, stuff. she 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 had powers in the second movie, the but they they were growing in this one. Especially after they recaptured her at the end of Resident Evil Apocalypse. Well, yeah, they had the uh, Project Alice stuff where, and yeah. then it looks like it's indoctrination, really, especially in this one. It was more like she was getting indoctrinated, or she was indoctrinated, but then she's so powerful that she could fight it. And I think that they could have probably made something intriguing with that if they would have just went and had her get indoctrinated and then like in the next film they were like trying to fight her the whole time instead of her being the lead the other funny part to me was in watching it when i first started watching it i'm like am i watching the right one because i think it started off exactly the same way where she was where she was laying down with no clothes on in the thing so i (laughs) At first, when I turned it on, I'm like, wait, is this the right one? I think I saw this one already. And then... <laughs> yeah, yeah they did that, that's what I was mentioning earlier. They did that on purpose to mess with people. Okay. Which, that doesn't really help. That yeah. doesn't really help your case. Hey, I'm just going to do this scene like, straight out of the first one just to mess with you. Yeah, I didn't know if that's what you were talking about. For some reason, I didn't put two and two together when you said yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's why they did it because she because they, they they are cloning her because they're trying to. I guess they're trying to find a way to reverse it, the zombie virus, but instead they find a way to make the zombies more aggressive, and them domesticating the zombies is one of the goals. However, that's supposed to be a reference to George A. Romero's Day of the Dead from 1985. Oh when, yeah, that definitely when they makes did the sense. thing with and they had the whole thing where he's like talking on the phone and he knows what a phone is and stuff like that um, and everybody movie, that a day of the dead is an extremely underrated george a romero film i just have to say is. i own it it's a great film especially the f- opening scene too oh, with all the I, hand, I, yeah that the ending of the 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 scene in the scene in the end of resident evil and i think it's also an apocalypse where you see the, the newspaper clipping that say the dead walk, that's a homage to Day of the Dead too. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's where that news clipping makes its debut. It's not in Dawn Man, of the Dead. That makes me want to rewatch those films again. <laughs> uh, you can actually watch Day of the Dead on Pluto TV. Well, I already own most of the other ones. I, like, I, I think the only one that I'm missing are like the newer ones, well, like before would, he passed. I was pissy because I, I purchased on eBay the, the collector's edition of Dawn of the Dead because it's supposed to have three different versions of the movie. Like, it's it's supposed to have, like, the theatrical and I then, like, two different one. cuts of the film. And I'm so mad because the dude never sent it, so I had to get a refund. 
because oh. I never got my. I was so mad because I'm like, man, I want, I want this because I wanted the. Um, I know where I wanted to watch the different cuts in the movie because I wanted to see how they were different, and then I never got them. I was so mad, and I it would have been, and everyone want, wanted like a bunch of money for it, and I was I found it for like twenty five bucks and. I was like, damn it, because the guy never sent it. I was so pissed. Yeah, of course. That's the but only like, drawback of getting stuff on Amazon or eBay every once well, in a while. The, the weird thing is is I've been a, a eBay member for like 22 years, and that's the first time I've ever had an issue with not being sent something. Like, yeah. in 22, it, you know, and it's like, I was so mad because I'm like, man, I just, I, I, just want, I just want my movies. But... Um, but I could I could go all day about that. So uh, let me get back to Resident Evil Extinction. Well, um, the they Josh. they were they were actually still going to show the fate of Angie in this film, even though Claire's in it instead of Jill. They're going to have uh, her killed by Umbrella soldiers instead. But they they left this out. But and then at some point you're going to find out that Kmart's true name which is Spencer Locke. It was Elizabeth Jane case. You find out she's called Kmart because they found her in a Kmart. Uh, and then you're going to find out that Alice, his real name was Janice uh, Prospera. But you find out in the final chapter that Alice isn't Alice's real name. And when we get to that one, we'll get to it because I'm just going to sigh right there. Uh, this is the bloodiest <laughs> Resident Evil film. Mila Jovovich clothing line, Jovovich Hawk, did Alice's costume. Uh, the crow sitting on the power lines and attacking in large numbers is supposed to play homage to the birds. And let's see, Albert Wesker makes his debut in this movie as well. He becomes a reoccurring villain for the rest of the series. At this point in the movies, um, the name of the terrifying mutation that Dr. Isaacs morphs into during the final sequence is never mentioned. However, he's he becomes kind of the tyrant. Uh, the complete name of the deadly virus is the tyrant virus. The T virus is just an abbreviation. So he technically becomes the the, the tyrant. Um, temperatures. Well, that's the same one. Uh, and Dr. Isaacs is playing as the same one that's in Resident Evil 2, right? Yeah, he was at the end of Resident Evil Where 2. Where he but, turns okay. into a tyrant anyway, yeah. yeah he I was making well, no. sure that he and plays as that same dude. He's he's the same character at the end of Resident Evil 2. That's Dr. Isaacs. That's like, let's go. That's him. And then he's <laughs> in this one for the first time. That's why I thought it was funny, like how they say the let her go thing in Apocalypse. And then in this one, they're trying to get her back and all this stuff. It's like, why did you even try to say? Uh, why did you say to let her go then? Like this, what the hell? This movie, they, the movies stop making sense after a while. It's like it's well, that's kind what of, I'm saying. This is like the first one that really kind of showed that they're really just popcorn movies. Like you're not supposed to really pay attention to shit because they did a lot of plot holeish type of shit in this movie. Like the uh, like especially the Mary Sue stuff where it's showing like her be super strong and not, not even really explain why she's super strong. They're just like, well, oh, they, they explain that. In the, thing. They, they explain it kind of in the, um, 
in the the second movie because she bonded with the with the T virus, and so that's why, she, like, she bonded with it, and that's why she has the powers that she has. That's that's pretty much it. But then they just they just kind of expanded on it. The only saving grace I can say with these is at least it ties somewhat to the. I'm watching some of those, I can't even say his name. Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll, yeah. Uwe yeah. Boll. Never really did. Uwe Boll. That's how I'm going to say it. That motherfucker never even tried to get close. Yeah. <laughs> so at least this one, you know, they introduced the herbs in this one. So you saw them in the lab in this uh, movie. And then, you know, they've had stuff like the Tyrant, which was in the games. And then I think the dogs that were in this one. Uh, they did the dogs in the first one, and then they did the crows in this one. Which yeah, they did. They did the crows. I don't remember. I know that they were in the second game, but I don't remember if they were in the first. I can't remember if they're in the first one either, but they're they're definitely in the second because they're in the police station while you're walking by. That's what I say that there's cool moments in it, like them being in the thing where like all the crows were going after them and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool, but like I just don't like how they killed off most of the people that were in the second movie. They like, killed off all of them except well, for. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. They killed off. Alice was the only main one that really survived. Like after everything, other than Claire, really. I mean, everybody Claire, else. <laughs> Claire's in Claire's in uh, the sixth movie, so she she makes it through. Well, that's okay. what I'm saying. Uh, unless it was like characters in the game already, like pretty much all the other characters that they introduced, especially in the second one, were all dead. <laughs> like, well, isn't that kind of how Star Trek is? I mean, I I don't well, mean with red shirt people. Red shirts, <laughs> you're gonna die. It's just like well, the funny thing about Star Trek is like the red shirts wasn't even like the most. They someone broke it down. Like it seems like the red shirts die a lot, but in reality, it's like command gold because of like percentage. The percentage wise, it it breaks down to being like command gold is the uh, is the main one. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, the, that's the main thing is like anybody, sure. the extras that they put on there with Kirk and shit would get killed mm-hmm. or whatever. Like if, if they didn't even give you a name, usually you're off in the, <laughs> but I mean, that's like in every movie, every TV show, like, especially if it's like that's... TV shows where they actually like kill off people. That's it's just like pointing out was that it happens across the board. It's not just this movie. So that, that part didn't get to me at all the, the, really the part to me was just the jumping around it seemed well, like it go one way and then it go another way and i'm like what the f-? i'm like trying to follow and yeah and i just didn't like how carlos died i mean me like, like i, I, I think that's the did. main one that i didn't want to like have die in the whole franchise and then i was just like okay then that just means how the movie's gonna go <laughs> well Are i you? didn't like the fact that he was, he was bitten, like, right? Well, all of them were bitten, practically. Yeah, I LJ, mean, well, LJ see, got... LJ, like, yeah, got bitten, and then he turned because he didn't tell anybody, and then yeah, he was, And I then that I think really he bit shitty. Carlos, and I forgot who else he fucking bit, too. Oh, no, he only he only bit Carlos, because Carl he, he was trying to kill Kmart, and Carlos saved Kmart, but at the, but it cost him getting bit. So, yeah. like, which pissed me off because, like, 
I feel like LJ wouldn't have done that. Like, oh yeah, like from like him being in the second one, yeah, yeah, how he acted in the second one because he even makes a point. Look, I ain't been bit or nothing. Like, I just to me, it felt like out of character for him because he felt like, like he was a, I mean, he was probably a. I hate the stereotype, but he could have been a pimp. He could have been like he was shady because he was obviously arrested for something. That's how we get introduced to him in the second one. But I feel like by that point he he grew by the end of the movie, you know, because yeah, he was, and then he they was helping just him. Didn't really help. The funny thing at the end of this one, yeah, to like him in the second one, I didn't. <laughs> I remember watching that and I'm going, his character didn't make sense to me why it was even in it, and then all of a sudden he became like a a major character in both of these almost. And, it's like, and I. I remember watching the second one thinking that, like, what? I mean, and then he was in most of the movie. So I'm like, okay. I guess he was the name besides uh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Omar. Yeah. Omar. Or Mike. I keep wanting to call him Omar Epps, yeah. but because yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. But Mike Epps. Mike Epps. But Odin Fair, like, I, I thought he got done dirty, but, like, at least, like, I was like, damn it. The two characters I like the most, they, they did that in. Like they did that in another movie, like Friday, uh, not Friday the Thirteenth, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. They basically kill off everyone who survived Dream Warriors, and it, and that pisses me off. So it, it pissed me off then, and then seeing this movie, it pisses it pissed me off here because it's yeah. like. Well, I mean, the only I'm like I still think that three and four are my favorites anyway, even though that they kill off the main people from the the Part Three, but I mean. Like, I mean, everything made sense to me for uh, for this stuff. But, I mean, that's why I say I still say that it, like, is a, uh, those are my favorites because they have, like, the combination. But I definitely agree with you. Like, I, I hate how they all died. Everybody that survived died in the next movie. I hated that shit. That's the only thing that's, yeah, that's really cool. different out of the Friday the 13th movies. Is Tommy Jarvis survived like most of the movies that he was in? He, he survived all of them. Well, he that's what I'm saying. He was like the only consistent one that and, they didn't kill and, off. And like the fact that they killed off the two surviving members of Resident Evil Apocalypse in this movie, it kind of pissed me off. Like, I, I mean, if we were going to do the rise from the grave thing for this one, because I kind of feel like that should be more for older, and I guess technically this is an older film because this came out in 2007, I think is what I said. And it's so it's been it's been this movie came out 15 years ago, almost. And I would say this one let it die because this one is probably the first. It's the beginning of the end for the whole franchise. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't really lie. need to have. Like, I don't think it needed to have like freaking six movies. But I, like, I, uh, I think that this is the leading point to the crap in the rest of the movies. I, I kind of think I like Afterlife a little bit better than this one. And uh, Retribution was... Oh, I do. I'm like, okay. Afterlife is the one where they're in the, they're the in the building prison. for most of the thing, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, they're in the prison. It's Where the one that flies the, the plane and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah, I got think a lot to say okay. when we talk about that fucking movie. That's oh the next one we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't seen it, so don't spoil it for me. No, no that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not going to say it now. I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing is, I'm going to say is this that one does introduce Chris Redfield, but it's not. that's not really a spoiler. It's kind of in the, I think it was in the trailer. Was uh, it? Yeah, Chris is in it. Claire's in that one too. So Claire's in this one. She's in Resident Evil Four. Yeah, and she's in she's Resident in, Evil Six. Yeah, I think she she's was in most of them except for maybe the final chapter or something, right? She's not. In, she's in the final chapter. Oh, Claire's she in the, is in the final. Yeah, chapter? Yeah, Claire's okay. in this one, the next one, and the final chapter. Oh, um, okay. And then Jill's and Jill shows back up at the end of the next one, and she's in the one after. She's. She shows up at the end of Afterlife, but she's also in the latter part of Retribution. And I won't say any more about that because yeah. I don't want to like... Because I don't even remember if I watched Retribution or not either. That's the well, only thing. Because I think I stopped watching after Afterlife because I I was so I've disappointed and whatever. So like, uh, like it just killed me. But this is like... What I will say, though, this is the main one that first off does the shit where it's like they set up shit and then they just never mention it again. Yeah, right? they kind of retcon. no consistency they between. Like, if you haven't noticed in the first three movies, there's not really much consistency. Maybe, like, some from Apocalypse into this one, right? Some of it. But, like, there's not really consistency, like, exactly where it left off in this movie doesn't really do that in the next one <laughs> like they introduce stuff and then they just never talk about it through the rest of the series or never really do anything or they just completely do a MacGuffin on like why that like that was a bad decision on their end or something yeah, cause this one this one like it's kind of weird because this one takes the first two uh, take place. Well, the first movie and the second movie, I think, take place like months apart. Is because it, it's supposed to be kind of like the first three games combined. Uh, now, Resident Evil Extinction, this one, uh, so three, four, five, and six all take place like right after another. So, like three leads into the afterlife. Uh, at, like a it, like, there's a little bit of a time jump, but. At the end of this movie, you know, her and her clones are going to go after um, Umbrella, and they go to Tokyo. So they, that's that's you know, that's where Wesker was. So that that leads directly into that one, and then red, the end of Afterlife leads right into Retribution, and then Retribution leads right into the final chapter, and the, the final chapter is the last one in this film series, and then we will talk about Welcome to Raccoon City as well, uh-huh. and. I got a lot to say about that one, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I saw that in the fucking movie theaters. (laughs) I wanted to see it in theaters, but I didn't. Uh, I I saw all the Resident Evils in theaters except for Welcome to Raccoon City and the final chapter. And I don't know why. I was with like four people, I think, when I watched Welcome to Raccoon City. And I still haven't watched the final chapter yet. I didn't get a chance to see the final chapter because I was already living in Central Florida at the time. And I had no one to go see it with. 
So, because Judy won't go see these movies with me, and I had no one else to see them with, so I had to wait. So when it came out, I finally bought it and watched it, and I'll I'll discuss my thoughts on that one. Like this one, I think I remember watching it. I thought it was okay, but I definitely didn't like this one. I def and even now rewatching it, out of out of the first three, since this is the first three, the only ones we looked at so far, it's definitely the weakest one of the three. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's definitely like the, the best one was second, and the second one, and then it goes all downhill like after this one, and it's like that's the main thing that I don't like about Anderson as a writer, is that like he does good things, but then it's like I don't know. It seems like he does stuff to make it seem like his wife, because they are married, like should try to make her seem like a fucking badass. But then they take the badassness away for story reasons. So it's just like, okay, why in the fuck are we even, like, why do I even get invested into this stuff if you're going to take it away? And that's mostly what I'm going to start talking about in the next movie. Were they together at the time? Because they got married. Yeah, I think they were married by this point. Uh, Hang on, I'll tell you. I'll bring it back up. I know at least they were dating. I know that. Yeah, they got married in 2009. Okay, so they were they were together, I think, but yeah, they weren't. But still, you know, it's just like all those, you know, I can't think of an example of um, a director that was starring the, well, actually, take that back, wasn't it the same thing with uh, the dude that did Underworld with uh, Kate Beckinsale, wasn't, I can't think of his name. What, the dude that played as the... Uh... Director of the it. hybrid one. Oh, the director of it was with her. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. I don't remember for sure, but yeah, yeah they were married in 2004 and divorced in 2019. So uh, Luke Besson was uh, was Milijovic spouse before um, Paul W. Sanderson, and maybe that's how she got the uh, part in. Um, oh, so Luke Besson was the guy that did Fifth Element, right? Yeah, the Fifth Element, Leon and the Valerian. Uh, Mr. Rolston. No, I'm just kidding. Don't don't. He, uh, <laughs> she, he also directed. He directed uh, Valerian, the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. 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 And I'm kidding. Don't take that as a. I was, I, I was saying that as a joke too. Oh, look, she just married the directors that gave her parts. I actually like Millie Jovovich, so I'm not gonna like actually yeah, say I think, I think she does it. good but movies, and, and I mean, she's been in some of my most favorite movies, especially Fifth Element. I've seen that movie like so many times. I was looking up Underworld, and I didn't realize Danny McBride did as much shit as he's done. Oh, what did he help write it or something? He, yeah, he helped create it. What the fuck? Whoa. So the comedian, Danny McBride, gave us Halloween and Halloween Kills and the last Halloween movie, which I can't remember what what it's called. Let me look. Halloween Ends is the next one. Halloween Ends, yeah. Same name, and I'm confusing it, but um, anyway, because it doesn't look like it's the actor, but anyways. um, But anyways, yeah, Kate Beckinsale was with Len Weissman, who was the director. The underworld movie. So that was mm-hmm. thing. okay. Yeah, it's a different Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah. But, but... I was gonna say because holy crap, because I don't. Yeah. yeah. Then you would have been like, "What the fuck? How the no. hell?" 
I know. Well, <laughs> because, I mean, he has written stuff, but that's why I was like, what the? But uh, uh, Underworld is a whole nother, like, because, I I mean, that's why I say the, these and uh, Underworld movies are similar to me because they have, like, I don't know, similar plot threads and stuff. Granted, Underworld's about, like, vampires and wo- werewolves and shit. But they, yeah, they go the same. But, but like, they kind of do the same they, shit where they do, like, they have Mary Sue characters like uh, Kate Beckinsale's character and Alice that they do stuff where they turn them into more powerful versions of themselves and then they take away said power in the next movie or they figure out something else to do with the character that just like ruins where they were going. Think about games though. And this is what I know I'm kind of digressing again, but games do the same thing. I mean, we've been playing through the, the, the demon soul type movies or games and they all start out where you're beefy and then you die and you lose everything. And then you, and a lot of games start out that way where you're powerful at the beginning and then something kills you and you lose all your powers and you have to gain them all back. And then, so it's like, it's funny how the formula is the same for a lot of stuff. And then we, you know, a lot of time we'll complain about that. That's why I don't think ultimately there's not going to, like, there's people that do original ideas but they all sim uh, they stick to the same similar scru- structure when it comes to a movie, right? Or like a game or whatever. They kind of stick to the same structure no matter what, and they oh. don't try to like completely veer out of their comfort zone and try to do something completely innovative. Or if they do say that they're going to do something innovative, it just never pans out right. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, is that's like theater, though. Like, if you look up, I remember when I took, I don't remember what it was, but they defined theater and they said there's like stages of anything. Like, it starts out a way and then you get to the climax and then it's like a, a bell curve thing. Mm-hmm. Where it gets to the top where the, it climaxes and then it drops off after that. Every single thing does that. So it's like, it's just that, that it's that formula. The thing that, like you said, right now, nobody, it's like all these remakes or all these, you know, we're bringing out a movie again that was made 30 years ago and we're just redoing it um, versus, you know, and that's why I'm trying to think of a movie recently that was what I would consider original, but that's why I think Avatar did so well when it did because, you know, it, I mean... And I tell everybody that now, like, it's me to watch that norm, movie normal. Like, you have to actually, the only way that movie is really great to me now, and it's, I think the new one's going to be the same way as if you watch it in 3D. Yeah. Because watching that movie in 3D, you see that James Cameron knows how to use 3D. <laughs> It was the only movie I've ever watched where I got kind of got scared watching it because, like, if you have a fear of heights or something, it hits you in that movie. Because, like, when they're flying through the air and they're like sitting on the tree and you look down, it looks like you're like a hundred million feet in the air. And I don't know if I've ever watched a movie where the 3D effect does that to me. But anyways, I know I digressed a little bit, but 
it was more so the originality factor of these movies. All these movies are kind of the same, and it does remind me of Underworld, this series. Like, it started out really good, and then it drops off as you get to the later movies. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's definitely for sure. It's because, like, they this came out, they all came out about the same time, so that's the stuff that was going on. I honestly, um, I feel well, like... I just think it's funny. We were talking about it last night, Joe, with the Resident Evil games even. You know, they, they've remade two, three, and now they just announced they're redoing four. Yeah. Because they want to do out, because uh, they remade the first one back in the GameCube days, so that didn't need another HD release. So and they're going to remaster five. They're going to remake five, and then no more boulder punching. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, <laughs> hold on, I gotta, I gotta get over this lava. I'm gonna punch this damn boulder out of my way. I'm like five foot zero, but I'm gonna just. All my strength, I'm going to fucking kick this bitch out of the way. <laughs> but it's funny, I can see why they do it, because it's like when you remake a 3D animated movie or something, or a, or a movie that has special effects in it, and you remake it 20 years late after you made it, how much better it's going to look. <laughs> like, you can actually do the stuff you originally wanted to do, I get it, but the problem is, is, and they did it with Final Fantasy VII, too. I mean, that they, you know, they made it look better now. I mean, you know, they didn't really change the story all that much, which the story didn't need changing, but did we really need an update, I guess, is kind of what I'm getting at. I find that it's just a way for them to update it and make more money. But yep, instead of... Or coming, to hold on to their pro, like the or to license. Call- oh, excuse me. For $70 a game. The same game that game they made twenty years ago. I mean, because if you know the the grand scheme, the way you develop a game, the nuts and bolts are the same. They don't have to change much of that. So it's literally the outside part of it that changes, which that that's the shortest amount of time. Creating all the movement within it, like it's a pain in the ass. Like to get characters to move and the map drawn in the background. It takes forever to do that. I mean, and I know because I was doing it for a little bit. But uh, anyhow, so I can kind of see why they're doing it. But it's, you know, that goes back to originality. That's why I like playing games that are original. Like Onion Ring or Elden Ring. (laughs) But original game, the formula is the same. Like, Like we were talking about the other day. Dark Souls formula works and you can do it for almost every game i was thinking about it when we when i was watching thor i'm like i'm surprised they haven't done a comic book game in that type of realm like where like the fucking superheroes are fighting the villains and the villains are fucking hard as shit to beat because they're you know and you have to strategize to to beat them and stuff like that. I'm just surprised that they haven't done it. And, um, but you know, in knowing the formula works, not it, yet at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, every single game that I've played now, they're frustrating to a point, but it's like, it's one of the first game series. I can tell you when I play the game and I beat a boss, I get a reaction to it. Like I'm almost giddy that I beat the boss. 
And I don't know if there's other games that I get like, oh, like a satisfaction from it, if that makes sense. Yep. But I totally know what you're talking about. Like I, but it was like when we played Destiny, you know, me, you, and uh, Aaron, when we finally beat the Whisper, the Whisper and the Worm. Oh, yeah, Whisper of the Worm, but Outbreak perfected. Yeah. Sure. And we, we beat Okay, the- mind everybody, yeah. you know that we're going off of the tangent talking about Resident Evil, talking about Destiny. But, okay, mind you, a little bit of backstory. We were doing, me, my brother... Aaron and Jeremy all were doing this mission and two missions one for the Whisper of the Worm, which a, a special sniper rifle, and then there, there's a pulse rifle called Outbreak Perfected. They both have two extremely hard missions that are uh, you have to go through, and we worked on both of them for at least six months to a year. So when we finally got them. Like, we were, like, so excited when we had, like, of course, I had to post that I got it and everything. So, <laughs> like, we were so excited when that happened, mostly because we were grinding it and grinding it and grinding it so long that finally when we got it, we were like, yeah! And we did it so <laughs> many times that the time we actually did it was the time we weren't streaming it because we weren't confident. We oh, yeah. Because we were streaming it a lot, too. Trying to see if, like, it would be filmed when we would get it done. Nope. It was just one time it just worked. <laughs> like, and it was a month or two. I think it was, like, a month or two right before they were vaulting all those weapons. So, like, they were getting rid of those weapons where you could get them. So, we were just trying to, uh, trying to get it super bad. So, like... Oh, yeah. well- not an effort to get it really you can just go to the damn vault and buy it i think now yeah um, i think they just recently um opened up the catalyst for both of them again because that was another mission to oh, damn it yeah anyhow but i didn't mean to take over your podcast for that joe i just no, fine. <laughs> it just uh made me think about all that stuff with the conversation about the originality on you know, movie series and things. Uh, it, it's yeah. all right because, like, the movie series, it does. It's it's also the kind of like the law of diminishing returns when it comes to movie sequels. Like, look at like super the Superman film franchise, like the the ones with Christopher Reeve. One was awesome. Two was really good. Three was all right, and four sucked. It's kind of same with any any series of movies and this you know the resident evil this is their turn but and i i can tell you one thing joe i don't know if you've seen the new top gun yet though that is not the same <laughs> the no, second, i heard it was really good the second one destroys the first one it, it i mean it it literally hands <laughs> shoulders heads and shoulders above the first one so if you haven't seen it, anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. And especially go see it nine because that's where you need to see it. Anyways, enough of no, that. But, Sorry. But, no, you're fine. The thing about this movie is it was kind of like the worst out of the three. And we'll discuss, you know, Afterlife Retribution in the final chapter when we do those. And then we'll discuss Welcome to Raccoon City. And I'm actually, then I'll. After we do the last movie, 
which is Welcome to Raccoon City. I'll tell you which one I find to be the worst one in the series and maybe try to rank them. That's just something I'm going to do. I don't expect anyone else to do it. But I'm, I'll be honest with you, this movie wasn't really that good. I, I think I liked it back when I first saw it, but I don't remember liking it as much as Apocalypse. Even the dumbed-down TV edit on the sci-fi channel of Resident Evil Apocalypse is better than this film. And that's and I talked about that last time where LJ had they they trimmed his language because he was the one dropping f bombs left and right. He's like GTA mother trucker. My stuff is custom. Yep, I'm t- I'm telling you, like when you were talking about the let it die thing, it makes sense for this. Like yeah, if I would have watched this, and I would have been like, oh yeah, it did make them no money, and so they decided to stop with the movie. Then I would have been like totally fine with that. <laughs> Yeah, this one, this one would have been a let it because die. This was if, okay if we were gonna do it, best. it would be let it die. Jeremy, any this, final thoughts? This, yeah. No, you guys have picked up on everything else. I mean, I agree with the let it die. That's probably gonna be the same thing for the rest of these. I mean, like, I just basically listening, but I might have a different opinion. But as far as this movie goes, my opinion's no different than your guys's. <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely the worst one. So I feel like this one's going to be a shorter podcast because I feel like there's just not much to say about this one because it really was out of the three uh, so far. It's definitely the weakest. Uh, and Man, it only know, gets worse. It only it, it kind of gets worse. Although I will say I do like the fourth movie better than this one. I like, um, and then we'll talk about Retribution and definitely the final chapter and. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, you can tell my enthusiasm for the last part of this series is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna get so, uh, I'm gonna Definitely get saltier and saltier during this whole. Oh yeah. The rest <laughs> of the movies, I'm just I already I'm pre warning y'all. I'm gonna get super salty on the next one. Holy uh, crap! And it's like, only gonna get more like worse, and because I mean. I'm sure I pretty much stopped watching after the next film in the series. I think I was done. Like, because I was just like, oh my God, you're insulting my intelligence now. And then I just never went back to it. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. So this would definitely be a, a let it die. Cause this one just needs to be taken out of the series. And although it does introduce my favorite video game character in the series, Clay Redfield and, I, as much as I love Allie Larder, because from Heroes and from other stuff that she's been in. You uh, know, like her from Varsity Blues, Joe. And, well, you know, the whipped cream bikini. But then again, I was a teenager when that movie came out. So. <laughs> yep. So that's why you were always like, yeah, Allie Larder. I remember but, uh, her. Nah, oh. I, liked, I, liked her in, I liked her character in Heroes. So I, that's I why I, like her. I mean, like, yeah. And, yeah. The, and then, of course, I think she, uh, yeah, she was in Final Destination 2. Yeah, I liked her in and Final I Destination. I think in Final in Destination 3, too, I think. Uh, she was in the first two. And, oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't, rem- I, never saw I couldn't remember if she was in the other, uh, uh, no, in she, the third one or not. Her character dies in the second one. So, which. Spoiler alert. Think, no. Spoiler alert. <laughs> But I actually never liked, I didn't, I never saw them after the first one because I was like, eh, I don't care. First one was really good. But after the second one, I saw her seeing stuff for the second one, I'm like, nah, I'm good, fam. But, yeah. well, I mean, like, the, oh, well, 
eventually we'll end up talking about the Final Destination movies at one point anyway, so. Yeah, I'm sure we will. On this one or on Scream Creeps? I mean, yep. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on one of, y- one of the podcasts we do. Uh, I know after but, we do uh, Fear Street on the other one, we'll be moving back to the, I think, Poltergeist, right? And that we, oh, no, Scream. We're going to do the... Well, we were going to do the remake of, uh, or the next Scream, yeah. Oh, Scream 5? I, w- I was just talking about that with um, somebody from work, too. <laughs> Scream 5 is so good. If yeah, you get... So- yeah, we'll talk about that one. Not this one coming up, but the next one. Nice. Scream 5 was probably... It was the most brutal out of all the Scream movies. I know I'm going off uh, Evil because... No, I mean... I would have to... like Because I own all of them except for this new one. So, like, I have to probably re-watch all of the other ones. But, yeah, it's probably one of the ones that has, like, the most... Uh, probably highest death count. Either that or it was the last one, the fourth one. I can't uh, remember I, for I, sure I'm though. I'm not counting about. I'm not counting like body count when I say that. It just seems the deaths. Oh, were you're more, just like yeah. Yeah, okay. they're more brutal. But like Resident Evil Extinction sucks. Sorry, Amelia. Sorry, Allie. Sorry, all those involved because Lyndon Ashby was Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 1995. <laughs> um, he was. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Locke. I think he went on to do better things than this movie. Odin Fair, you were awesome. Not in this movie because especially in the mummy movies. You were awesome in the mummy movies. Mike Epps, LJ was so much cooler in Resident Evil Apocalypse. They did you dirty in this movie. He's better. <laughs> he's better in uh what's it called? In Friday after next. Yeah, and then Ian Glenn as Dr. <laughs> Isaacs. You show up for many more movies in this set in this series, so we'll talk about those. However, I, like, I, like I did it. like his his run as Bruce Wayne in the second season of Titans. First oh yeah, Titans. baby! I, yeah, I mean, he was Bruce Wayne. And third season. Yeah, so like, so like, this movie had some good people in it. Like all the people. That's why I named everybody. Like all the main people, because like I like all these people. I mean, I don't really know. I know Ashanti was an art, like a musician, but I, I don't know her music. But even she was okay yeah, in this movie. Just an R and B singer, but like, yeah, I mean, it's like at this point, this movie at, like kind at of at this point of them doing all these movies, they were just cherry picking any like kind of like famous singer to put in movies. It seemed like yeah. because it was around this time. Because like like I was talking about Fast and the Furious the other day too, was that I was watching stuff behind it. Where the first movie, like the second movie, like Ludacris being in the movie, the only reason why I got in there was because Ja Rule passed on it. <laughs> because they wanted to reprise the role from the first movie and do the Ludacris stuff where he was like in charge of everything. But then he was like, no. And then like Ludacris took it over, which is hilarious to me because I mean, like he is like such a staple in the whole movies now. But, like, it, it seemed like once it started with John Rule, then it was, like, Ludacris and stuff like that, and other rappers and R&B singers got into it. Yeah, like, like it started blending throughout the all the movies, even though that you can't really say most of them were, like, really rememberable. Like, Ashanti, like, if you didn't know that it was Ashanti, then you would have been like, oh, it's just another person in the movie. <laughs> Like I, I think when I saw this, I didn't know it was her because I don't listen to R and B. I listen to alternative rock mostly. I mean, I, I mostly. I guess that's mostly what I listen to. I mean, I listen. It depends on my mood, but 
but like I'm you're not gonna see me like with country country hits on my my radio dial. It's gonna be alter 90s alternative or grunge. You love that country, Joe. You love yeah. that country. Now, now the only time I listen to like anything hip hop is like if it's nineties hip hop. Sometimes it'll come on nineties on the I don't well, like. I mean, she was like two thousand yeah. pop. I mean, yeah, she, I'm sure that if pop, I, so. I'm but sure I was that definitely if I not listening to that song, in two thousands. I'm sure if I played a song, you would be like, "Oh, that makes." I sense. probably heard her stuff on the radio because <laughs> back then I listened to like mix stations because you know when yeah. I was in my car. But other if I wasn't listening to like CDs or something because you know CDs were back then and. This this movie was probably I I, don't, I this movie needs to disappear. I do think like Mila Jovovich's outfit's pretty cool in this movie. I like the way that. See, I like, if it was me, I think they should have ended at two and then just not done anymore. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> or at least did a more faithful adaptation. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. No, that's neither here nor there. So I guess we'll end it there because like. None of us really liked this movie, and I think I kind of liked it back then, but there's parts of it I didn't like back then. But watching it for this, I definitely doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. So I'll say with that, I'll say I'll leave it at that. This this movie, if you get to watch the series, um, watch the first two, then we'll definitely say out of the three, watch the first two. You could actually really kind of skip this movie. The only thing that it introduced that's important is the clones at the end, which is at the beginning of the fourth one. And that's it. But um, I guess that's everything for this one. So for Sci-Fi Graveyard and Jeremy and Josh here at the Heart of Geek, we want to say thank you for listening. Um, hope you enjoy the series on the Resident Evil movies. And check out the other podcast, Wrestling with the Willies, which is Jeremy and Josh. And if I'm not working the next day, sometimes I try to join in too. Um, the other podcast is Scream Creeps where they talk about horror films they were doing the top 30 but I think now they're doing the Fear Street series and then like we said earlier they're going to do Scream 5 and also check out Morbid Instinct where they discuss true crime documentaries and that's everything right did and, I miss anything well n- nothing about the podcast but for anybody that cares our our website, by the time this is released, our website will be redesigned. So check it out. It should be way more user-friendly than it was previously. So, um, Very cool. Check out our website at theheartofgeek.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at The Heart of Geek. And Facebook is The Heart of Geek. And so- we will be Twitch streaming, I think, this Friday, right? Yeah, we'll be Twitch streaming more normal, and then hopefully we'll be putting stuff on TikTok. So, oh, gonna... that's right. I forgot we had a TikTok because I yep. rarely use TikTok. I'm the only one <laughs> that's on the TikTok so far, but <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. I do don't all... really. I, I actually don't even use my own TikTok. I have one video, and it's of my cat Oliver when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and now Joe, he's we're a year old. It's better out. off anyway. It's better if you just watch some TikToks, but. Uh... <laughs> Like I, every some TikToks are just like you're going down a rabbit hole, friend. Everyone, every time I load TikTok, I'll end with this. Every time I load TikTok, it's always some hoochie mama dancing and shaking her ass, and I don't search for that crap. That's just what pops in my feed. I'm like, I really okay, don't want to see this. This is what I found out. Okay, because a lot of the time, I would either get goth chicks, people from OnlyFans, 
or like metal TikTok, which metal TikTok is fine. But like certain things, I would get like girls twerking on my shit and everything else. And I didn't realize that what you have to do is I was like, I don't even like any of this shit. You have to sit there and literally say not interested until the algorithm sends you something else that you like. Okay, I was like, oh, well, thanks. Do. That fucking helps me out. I thought they were just sending me a bunch of random shit. I mean, and they're like, the you like time... fat asses. Here you go. <laughs> no. the, only, the only TikToks I think like I watch are the ones that we send each other in the group chat. And I, and then I, you know, and some other friends send me because I don't, other okay. than that, I don't let use me, my TikTok. Let me just so like, say, what if, there's no search history to base shaking yes. booties on for me because I don't look that stuff up on on anything. So why why would you get that? It's I just I don't like TikTok. If they were to make TikTok illegal, like they were talking about, like, <laughs> I would not care. I mean, I would not Vine care. was would better. Not be upset. A Vine was more. Uh, a Vine was better, and it was way cleverer than. What they're doing, yeah. Vine seemed to be way better. Like, I don't remember seconds, man. Like, a bunch of random shit happens on TikTok, it's just like all over the place. Yeah, I'm not down with that, but so, yeah, that's but follow us on TikTok if, you're if you want to check out our TikTok over there where you see like shit, weird shit on there, or funny stuff, or like bloopers, or whatever from like some of our YouTube videos. Check that shit out and give us a anyway. follow. Shit. But you uh, all have we're all time. hardcore shitting on TikTok, and we're like, "Hey, follow our shit." Well, that was- <laughs> hey, hey, some people like it, so if they like it, they want to follow us. More power to them. But I'm, I, we're all, we're all. Well, Jeremy and I are Generation X. Josh here's a millennial. So if any Gen Zers are listening, they hey, probably. I'm just with- me. I'm not a millennial. Yeah, you are. No, you're technically no, you're a millennial. I avoid that term. <laughs> technically, avoid you're a millennial. <laughs> I, I'm still, I but avoid it. You're technically a millennial. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, Jeremy and I are Gen X. Steven's I'm Gen unicorn. X. You guys, baby. My younger sister's technically a millennial because I think millennials start at 1980. Yay. Yeah. So anyway, I know that we're off on a tangent. Thank you for. Of course, we always get off on tangents on our podcast, but that's okay because (laughs) you know. Okay, the only reason I'm okay with like getting off on tangents is because I want to. I want people to hear our personalities, and I think if we go off on tangents and we talk about weird stuff, like or not weird stuff, but like just it lets our personalities out. Shooting the shit, man. Yeah, just shooting shit. And I look, I don't script any of these. I script the trivia and that's about it. I write down what trivia I want to talk about. Um, and anything else. Jeremy says he just, yeah, I guess, uh, like his mic's not coming through or something anyway, but anyway, knowing that it, it's at the end of the podcast anyway, so whatever. It is, yes. <laughs> I don't know. The podcast, it's so and I are just rambling. up for him right at the end, yeah. All right, but anyway, <laughs> follow us on our socials. Uh, if you like this, please share. Uh, please listen to our other podcast, and we wish you all a very wonderful night. Have, say good night, Josh. Night. Night. And Jeremy can't, so I'll say good night for him. <laughs> Jeremy says good night. <laughs> all right, good night, everyone. Like <laughs>